Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Join your hosts as they dive into difficult topics that you might not find covered at your local homeschooling convention. Veteran homeschooling parents Andy and Kendra Fletcher use humor, honesty, and grace to discuss just what it looks like to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. Wow, welcome back. I just feel old, Fletch. Man, We're older. I can't believe this. You want to explain to people what's going on right now? Give the physical layout. Oh, it's uh, mm, like stuff everywhere in your dental office kitchen. We've got half construction, half half finished dentistry, half well, stuff we took out of a box to do recording. I think, did you do three halves? Half, half. <laughs> three half. It's one and a half. <laughs> if our math even worked out there. Yeah, we're in my dental office on a Saturday. We have no kids here. There's there's no one around. We couldn't find a more quiet place with... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tumbleweeds in the background. Doo-doo-doo-doo. Hey, uh, quick update. We are here and we're supposed to be retired. We're not doing the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast anymore, are we? Mm. No. But when we saw what was happening with all the current COVID-19 homeschooling advice for everybody locked at home, we thought, you know what might be a good idea? What if we came out of retirement and just did what we always do, which was encourage and tell people about real life homeschooling? Right. Because we're not going to be yet another resource telling you how to do this well. Those are great. They've been fantastic. fantastic, But if your email and your social media is like mine, you've gotten about 47 of those this week. Yeah, no kidding. So we decided we would try this. So we threw it out on the Facebook page. Hey, if anybody's been to our website, there's nothing there. Oh, no, there's something there. (laughs) It's just called Homeschooling Girl. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome, Homeschooling Girl, whoever you are, for all the traffic you get from (laughs) From us. us, Yeah, yeah, we used to have the URL. We no longer do. So if that has confused you, you've gone to Homeschooling IRL to try to find us, you are finding somebody else. And actually, I don't know. Maybe her stuff is fabulous and you could learn a lot there. Yeah, who knows? But we decided we would just come out and do a quick episode uh, in the midst of this. And maybe it'll lead to another one. We don't know. So here's what we thought we would do. Quickly update you, the fluff that everybody loves, um, and then we'd get into our topic real quick. This is a quick episode today. So first, update. Fletcher's 2020. We, um, <laughs> boy, we're down to three kids. We have a, a junior in high school. We have a eighth grader. Seventh. Seventh grader. And we have Mighty Joe, who's... <laughs> He's in fifth grade, but it's like a blend. It's like kindergarten to fifth grade, his right. special needs class. Yep. Um, you know about that. So um, 2020, well, there's a lot of other stuff that happened. But 2020, we started off saying, we're going to do a few things. One, we put on an Enneagram conference for like 300 people. I mean, we did with a team of like two or three other people. It seems like five years ago that that happened. But yeah. yes, we Back did. In January. We, we put on a conference. I don't we, know if you've even talked about the Enneagram. No. No. We'll, it's we'll skip right. that too as well. People have issues One less dog. with the Enneagram. Yeah. Do we well, want to go there? No, but you probably need to know that Fletch is a three <laughs> and Kenj is a one. So. As if they didn't know. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And, and so that you start the year off with a bang. And then our son, um, who lives in town with our new granddaughter, I don't know if you've mentioned her. No. We have a granddaughter now. Yes. That's awesome. And our, our kids moved back from uh, Portland to uh, back to the Central Valley of California. And so they're here, our new granddaughter. And our son gets sick and he says, man, I've, I've got, you know, I feel like I have the flu, which has nothing to do with COVID, 
19, but he had the flu, headaches. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he started getting double vision. Mm, and, and vomiting. and Yeah. It went from, I have a migraine, which is weird. He's not somebody who gets migraines, too. We can't come over for dinner on a Sunday night, to The ER on Tuesday. Yeah. And they finally take a CT scan uh, because a very alert urgent care doctor said, I think something's wrong. CT scan, and we get this text message from our daughter-in-law saying, they found a mass on Nate's brain. I don't know what to do. And suddenly, the two of us and her parents were driving like bats out of hell back mm-hmm. to that hospital. Uh, they metaflighted our son to UCSF, which if you're going to have something done, I don't, you know, when someone says UCSF, it's like you're getting something major done. Uh, so the two of them were off in a helicopter. We had a granddaughter with uh, her folks, and we were all driving to San Francisco where our son had a uh, tumor in his pituitary gland. They uh, scheduled him. That was, what, Tuesday? That was Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. By Friday, they were doing surgery. On Sunday, we were watching the Super Bowl together. And on Monday, he left UCSF and came home. That's a whirlwind. But that started off the first part of February. You can figure out the dates there. But there's more. <laughs> <laughs> we We had just had... I'm sorry. We had a hell of a year. <laughs> we decided to... Go and get some time at the coast with Kendra's brother. And two days before we left to go to the coast, this had been planned months in advance. It was a time for the four of us to get away and just really relax and recover from just life. It had just been a crazy life. And then <laughs> and then Nate was on top of that crazy life. And uh, Wednesday, the week the before we were going away for the weekend, uh, Kendra's brother lets us know that he has cancer returned again. This is the third time. So that set the, the weekend in motion for, wow, a heavy blanket. Not in a negative way, just we're all believers. We all knew that this was just a time to reflect on God's goodness and his faithfulness. So we go away. We decide to go out to dinner Friday night. And when we're at dinner, we get a phone call from our daughter-in-law who says, Nate's going back to the hospital they think he has meningitis. <laughs> and Kendra and I collapsed. Now, yeah. Just one more shoe had dropped. And Kendra had said, I just keep waiting for the next shoe to drop. I just feel like it's one more thing. So back in negative pressure ICU, quarantine, which <laughs> now we look back and thank Jesus for. Yeah. Um, for a few days, I don't know, five days it felt like. Yeah. And, and right on the heels of this is when all of the COVID-19 stuff in the United States starts to amp up. Um, and (laughs) so we're, you know, we've got one hand on the pulse of our son and all that stuff that's going on over there and trying not to get over there and infect him, uh, with anything because he's just coming out of quarantine with meningitis and, (laughs) you know, all this is going on. Meanwhile, we've got some school situations, uh, for two of our kids that are starting to also become, you know, uh, you know, things that are simmering on the plates and, you know, it just the way it goes. I feel like life often isn't like everything's great and rosy and, oh, now we're in this period of darkness. It seems like there's just layers, right? Layers upon layers of this is really good. This is where we see God's hand in a positive way. This is where we see God, you know, allowing things to happen in our lives. This is and this and this and this and this and all these layers. We were just being sandwiched by layers I feel like uh that week and then all the COVID stuff starts happening right so that's when all of a sudden you're getting emails and messages and schools are closing and here's what's happening uh in Washington and here's what's happening on cruise ships and 
Anyhow, so this is normally where we'd stop the fluff. And then we do a commercial. <laughs> this isn't fluffy. No. We have no commercials. We don't have any commercials. So I know. Do you want to just play some music for them for a second? Sure. Okay, something gonna... something chipper, something okay, happy. I'm going to play a song for you right now. Nothing we'll be melancholy. Right back. Nothing melancholy. No, I'll be right back. When you feel helpless, your life's a mess. You're so tired, but you can't rest. When you've gone crazy, you lost control. Your feet can't find the floor. Just find one little corner, put it in order. Stay there till you feel like you're all right. Then look out to the others. Soon you'll discover the peaceful little corners of your life. Don't wait too long. All right, that was John Trost. Uh, that's his song, One Little Corner. If you don't know who John Trost is, he's a traveling musician. Uh, John spent time in our house. We first heard him on uh, Garrison Keillor's A Prairie Home Companion. We've probably talked about John in the past. I can't remember all of our episodes. Um, so if you want to go check him out, johntrost.com. That song was One Little Corner. Okay, so COVID-19, Kenj. We thought we'd break this up into three quick areas and then one answer. The first is uh, the effects on dads, the effect on moms, and the effects on kids. Yeah. So I'll take the dad one. Go for it. And I think, Fletch, it's uh, worth it to say right here, too, that not just the dad one necessarily. There are some issues, I think, that are inherently with that, you know, that place of being the man in the relationship. But I think also we want to talk about if you are the breadwinner. Yeah. Because right. that, you know, that looks different. Some homes, uh, the wife is is doing the income and the husband is homeschooling the kids. So yes. we, we want to... 100% yeah. apologize for being misogynistic. No, no, you weren't. I was just I saying, just you know, we, sure that... we do have families where that those rules are reversed. Right. I suddenly, I was just... I was Hugh Beaumont there for a second from Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even, and I'm not even like Hugh Beaumont. I'll go wash the dishes. It's so funny that that's not even who I normally am like, but I would even say it that way. Well, anyhow, maybe it's because I'm the dad and it's hitting me hard. So uh, two weeks ago, Monday morning, I got a um, – no, actually, two weeks ago, Sunday night, we had a uh, – you guys know my, my second gig. My, no, my first gig is dentistry. My second gig is uh, pastor of community groups, and my third gig is retired podcaster. Um, Anyhow, I get a I, I get an email on that Sunday night saying the California Dental Association recommends that all dentists voluntarily suspend dental work and provide emergency work only. Uh, that was Sunday. I walked in Monday morning and I told my staff we are not doing dentistry this week. They they had originally said it was going to be two weeks, and so I told them, uh, "Don't worry about this week. I will cover you with your salaries." Um, but there's nothing to do. We're not seeing patients. Please start canceling patients. And so we did. Well, that was two weeks ago. Um, we're now, we're recording this on a Saturday. So on Monday, I should be going back to work. But in fact, it looks like that's extended into May, possibly June now. And the California Dental Association and the American Dental Association has said the emergency work is defined as life-threatening emergency now, people, let me tell you this. If I've ever had a life-threatening emergency in my dental office, I'm not working on that. <laughs> I'm sending them to the emergency room. 
Well, and also, you I mean you really are trying to keep people out of those ERs that yeah, are clogged. And, and so now my my response has been, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work on anybody that would end up going to the emergency room, and I'm working with oral surgeons in town and other colleagues to do that. But I have to have the proper gear, and and the proper gear is gowns and gloves and masks. And I'm sure you're well aware of the fact that there's a shortage of those, or there's a, a hoarding of those, or that gear is on lockdown for when the real pandemic hits. Uh, those are all the things we're hearing now. Thankfully, I had a couple masks. I have a couple face shields, some gowns, some hoods, and some booties that I can see people now like a spaceman. I, mean, I, I normally would walk in a room you know, with a soda in my hand or a cup of coffee, and now we are on complete um, plastic, uh, plasticized rooms. Um, so that is my new reality. I am out of work. Um, I have no source of income for the next two weeks. And suddenly my world has been dropped out from underneath me. Um, and if you know anything about me from the history of this podcast, you know my struggles with financial issues already. Um, I don't like to talk about them. I don't like to deal with them. I, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to just come and work and not ever have to worry about finances. And that's essentially what I've had to do. Uh, what I've done for the last 20 years of my life, just work hard, provide for my family. Um, and like a lot of you, uh, sometimes that's, that can be tight month to month. Some, some of us work, uh, at a pace that we're working as hard as we can, but the bills amp up and uh, I'm speaking to all of us out there where you think I just lost my source of income. I can no longer provide for my family like I did. Um, I'm very, very thankful that I've had the career I've had um, that has been um, 100%, um, I don't know, is the word provisional? It's provided. It's provided for our family 100%. Uh, Kendra has not technically needed to add to our income, and it has provided handsomely for us, and it's provided a savings, and it's provided so many things. Um, I'm setting this up because you know, I hope you know where we're going to go eventually. (laughs) But at this point, what I'm saying is, that's my position. Your position could be, I just lost next month's rent, next month's mortgage, next month's insurance payment, next month's whatever. And I, I want to recognize it's a continuum from we're sunk to we're sinking to we're going to float and make this. And that's everybody in between there. But there is a feeling there of despair. There's certainly a feeling of fear. There can be a feeling of um, shame, of guilt. I didn't provide enough for my family. Um, I've been a poor manager of our home. Um, There can be one of pride. Oh, I'm going to float this one through. You know what? Because I've worked hard. I'm a squirrel that saved my nuts. And so I don't need any. I don't need the government's help. I don't need a bailout. I don't need the church. I don't need my family to help me. You know, not that you're a hoarder. But your sense of pride is in yourself. There is a spectrum of responses to this. Um, Kendra. Yeah. Can you imagine coming in and saying, I have nothing or we're done. We have a month. Start saving the peas and carrots or whatever they're. Peas and carrots? People saving those? (laughs) (laughs) Starting on on the bones? I don't know. I think people might be saving toilet paper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's one. Ridiculous. But you imagine a a breadwinner coming in and the spouse, um, your response to that, uh, to the, to the spouses of these people, what, what can you say to them? Well, um, it, 
you're right. I think that the trickiness here is in the spectrum. Um, and I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, what is the next step? This is what I think we're all reeling with. Um, probably people are tired of hearing it, tired of talking about it. But the bottom line is we just all don't know what the next step is, which reminds me, um, quite a lot of the Israelites out in the desert, just having to trust God. And that's, you know, that's, part of where we're going with this, right? Yeah, that is. And I'll actually, I'm going to loop back to Moses uh, here in a second. Um, I'm thinking about the strength of marriages here. This is where as a, as a breadwinner, where you are facing bleakness, darkness, fear, depression. um, This is where your, your partner comes alongside you again, whether it's your husband or your wife. um, And you start looking at this together. Uh, that's the first thing is that that we're in this together. We all know that. Matter of fact, we have a hashtag going around our hometown that says in this together. But as a couple, you're in this together. It's a united front to solve this. This is not a time to be paralyzed in fear. This is a time to either reach up for help or reach down to help pull someone up in a stressful situation. Um, and I know you've heard us say this before. Um, how, many, how many different ways have we said this? One wants to homeschool. The other one doesn't. This is the time to band together. Mm. Um, should we put our kids in public school? Should we put our kids in homeschool? This is a time to band together. This is a time for couples to be stronger. Um, so my encouragement to you uh, is coming at the end here, but that's the first person we want to talk about this relationship. Kench, how about, okay, the the other person in the relationship, <laughs> the <laughs> husband or the wife that's homeschooling. I, don't even, I feel like I had such a picture here of us doing this, and now it's like, vague descriptions. Right. Well, and I'm glad you shared what your thoughts have been in in that process for you, because I think that's relatable to a lot of people walking out of a job that they went to every single day. Um, and some of them not knowing whether they're going to go back to that job. Some of them knowing already they aren't going back to that job. Um, those are, those are real things. The other real things that have happened in the last week or two at our house, um, and we'll get to the kids, but for you and for me is, uh, we've had a bit of a flip flop. So I started teaching online at outschool.com about a year ago. Um, I teach literature based classes for elementary, junior high, high school. I had this great little kind of mellow schedule. My whole goal was to help, um, our kids who are in college pay off their college loans. Uh, you know, just put away, squirrel away a little bit of money here and there. It was something I could do in tandem with my homeschooling. Our high school, uh, daughter who is in the hybrid school, um, she's taking some online courses with me as part of her education and her homeschooling. Um, and you know, it was just something I could sort of do. And then two weeks ago, all of these kids all over the world are suddenly home from school and we became absolutely slammed at out school. And literally every single time I would list a new section or a new class, it would fill up within hours. Um, This has never happened before. And it was kind of like one of those strike while the iron is hot situations, but also you've been home. So I have a little more opportunity to fill in some hours, uh, knowing that, that our kids at home were being watched and taken care of and, you know, homeschooled and Joe is home from public school. And so all of that, but, but let's talk about that because those dynamics suddenly overnight, literally overnight changed. I'm the one with the work hours that you have to work around rather than you being the one with the work hours that I work around, you know, all all of our family things and stuff like that. This is unique to us because I have a job that ended 
and I have emergency hours that I'm trying to fit into our schedule. But we do yeah. have parents that are listening to us that they're both still working, but their kids are home now. Right. You know, oh, there's, oh, there's all kinds of things right. going on. So many ways to have to juggle. And I think not, you know, it maybe not in a specific way to our circumstance or somebody else's circumstance. The issues are still the same. Suddenly the rug is pulled out from underneath your regular routine and the things that you're expecting to do or how your life is run. And it's, it, there was no warning, right? It was just like, sure. suddenly we all had to say, we had to all be scrappy within 12 hours. Um, so, so some of the things that I think go along with that tension, um, I think, you know, you struggled with some early depression. You said to me the other night that you think you've finally gone through the stages of grief. Yeah. I mean, that was a real approach to having your whole work life just taken out from underneath you. Um, denial, anger, right? All of those stages that, yeah. that one goes through when, when, when there's a loss like that. Um, and I think that is relatable to all of us in some way. If you're, if you're homeschooling and you've got this routine and you're chugging along and suddenly the other spouse is home, now you, you know, some of you probably feel like you have a critic in the home because that spouse is saying, well, why would you do it that way? Or I wouldn't, if I were homeschooling them, I would do it this way. Um, I mean, I know, I know that firsthand because I've had friends tell me that <laughs> that has been a frustration to them in the last two weeks with the spouse home, uh, criticizing the way they're yeah, homeschooling. Claire, thank you for clarifying it was friends no, and no. not me. I'm like, <laughs> I know I could see you. I could see the wheels turning. You're like, wait a minute. Did I do that? No. no so I, there's I did that. Hear a guy, I did hear a friend talk about, he's now homeschooling his kids and he called it the, uh, It'd be like me saying it's the uh, Fletcher School of Hogwarts, Jedi, and Padawan <laughs> training. Like, that is my dream homeschool that, right. that I'm, I'm training all these kids to, like, lightsabers? Yeah, by all means, let's work on those today. <laughs> right. And you know, so there's just some fundamental, like, human issues here. Suddenly, a spouse is home who wasn't home all the time. That can get on your nerves in a heavy heartbeat. <laughs> Sure. You know, um, kids home, our college, we have two daughters in college right now. They attend the same college. Um, at least they did for this last year. One of them is, is changing her educational situation next year, but they, you know, they, they were suddenly home. Suddenly spring break turned into done, uh, or that they're going to be schooling online the rest of the year and finishing that up. Well, let me tell you what, that, that college junior does not want to be home. She loves her family. She loves her siblings, but man, you know, by the time you're a junior in college, you have your own life. Um, and, and, and we were not part of the plan. She had a whole plan for spring break for the summer for next year. That was a lot, you know, moving toward her own independence, um, and her own work schedule. And there was some heavy depression for her. So we had to deal with, you know, with somebody in the house who was really struggling emotionally with everything, um, and shutting us out well, because this, of it. Yeah. This would be a good tra- time to transition into kids. Okay. Because we're talking about them now. Right. We are. And I, you know, I, I think we can still kind of head backwards a bit to the marriage because it's just about saying we have all had to adapt and really super fast. No warning. No, you know, what's, what is the remedy for that Fletch? I mean, I, I see it the way you said it earlier. We have a choice as a married couple. We can either be really upset with each other and annoy the heck out of each other because we're in each other's, you know, in each other's stuff all day long. I mean, there are times now where I'm like, 
dang it, is he still in the bathroom? Like normally he's at work by now and I can get up and, you know, do my thing in the bathroom and he's still in there. That makes it sound like I spend so much time in the bathroom. You don't. You're just, your hours are off. Do you see? Yeah, because I'm normally up at like 5 a.m. and gone by 5.15. I know. And now it's like like 7.30. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Okay, but this is what I'm talking about. See, look at you. You're getting all like hot and bothered. But no, these are the things. And it, it is these little annoying things, isn't it? It's like the little things where like, now my routine is off. I used to walk the dog at this time. I Not me, but you know. Yeah, and the funny thing is, <laughs> it did take a stuff. couple weeks to get back into a... I, I think I told you on Friday, like, all right, screw it. I'm back into a routine. I'm getting up at this time. Yeah. I'm doing this. I need to work around your... So we got calendars synced. So this is when I'll be at the office. This is when I'll be home. When I'm home, this is what we're going to do. Um, and then for a lot of us, you know, hey, I'm going to spend this much time. It was just chaos. You know how many people were stress eating and, oh, you know, they were on social media. They're yeah. just absorbing everything. And you just go, you know what? This is it. And for me, at least, you know, from, from 5 to 5.30 in the morning, I'm doing what I normally do, which is some letter writing, some some personal enrichment time from, you know, 5.30 to 6. I'm having breakfast, having coffee, um, out in the garage, smoking a pipe, something like that. Um, and then it's time to start working. Mighty Joe's up. Let's get him going and start schooling. Um, and and Kendra puts a great schedule together every day. And then we we get that um, we get that done. We get into lunchtime. I'm moving on to the office. By the time we come home, it's like all right, enough with the news. Let's turn off the news. And that which reminds me, listen up, folks. When at the end of this, I have a great song coming up for you <laughs> about turning off the news. And then um, you know, just like let's get on with life. Let's get on with yard work. Let's get on with housework. And for me. I have two months to figure this out um, because that's what it looks like. So for the next two months, I have to have a new normal. So there we go. Yeah. And so there's two things right there. One is either as a married couple, you let this completely annoy the snot out of you and you pull apart or you band together and say, we have to be for each other in this. We have to be a team in this. Like we are on each other's team. Maybe that's the best thing to come of all of this. Every single one of us on the face of the earth has a common enemy. Right now, we're all just sort of angry at this virus for yeah. upending everything yeah. um, and taking lives and making people sick. So there's that. We've got to pull it together. The other one I think that you mentioned is let's let's have some sort of a new normal. What is that new normal? For us, it's a very different schedule um, than what we had before. Uh, you know, as with everybody else, all the things got pulled away from us. In fact, here's a funny one. I had uh, tickets for Les Miserables, which you know is my favorite Broadway production. Uh, touring company coming. No, I'm telling you. Oh. I'm looking at you, man. <laughs> saying this. You. Oh yeah, we knew that about Kendra. We've been listening for years. No. She's a Les Mis fan. I was looking at you. Anyway, um, so I have these tickets, taking a daughter who's never been, birthday or Christmas present for her, whatever. Um, that was supposed to be next month and I got a notice yesterday from Ticketmaster that it has been rescheduled for June 17th of 2021. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> so I mean like it's time, right? All the things are being rescheduled. You just remind I have two concerts coming up. No, you don't anymore. <laughs> I have a concert in San Francisco in May. Nope. <laughs> San I'm Francisco hoping that the August one is, is still closed. on. Yeah, Montana, maybe August. Whitefish Montana people, I'm going to the under the Big Sky Country Western Festival for two days. He's on his own. <laughs> I'm, I'm praying, dear sweet baby Jesus, that that is still going to be on. Hmm. I'm really wondering That's theologically if dear sweet baby Jesus cares. <laughs> <laughs> under the big the sky, under the big white sky fish okay on to kids all right yeah kids so but wait, their, wait, 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 wait. i'm not done man lord what 
<laughs> pull it together. Come on, pull it together. We're not running out of time. Create a new normal. Create a new normal, whatever that is. Do the next thing. Create that new schedule. Create that new flow chart, you know, whatever. However it works in your home. Um, but get on a new normal uh, or it's oh, it's going to sink us. Yeah. All right. Kids. Kids. Uh, kids have been rocked. You have, you have kids at home. Homeschoolers, they're already at home, right? Yes, but... but now they're locked in. Home. Right. Not they so much. Be. Not I so mean, much. It depends on the... I don't know, folks. I'm just telling you my knowledge on COVID at this point. Sorry, COVID-19 at this point. Um, we have our kids inside for the most part. Yeah. Um, we're, we're practicing social distancing and then some. I mean, part of it is I still see patients and there's still a potential of me, you know, passing things on and because of a potential two-week... Um, Incubation period, you know, you never know. You just never know. So so we're a little more vigilant than maybe a lot of folks in our neighborhood we've seen, at least mm-hmm. in Central California. We're not on a lockdown. We're not on a quarantine. But we were on, the, we were on Zoom today with our friends from Paris, um, well, France. And the, the three kids from Paris went back to their folks' house out in uh, western France. And uh, they are on lockdown. They have um, badges they have to wear. Yeah. They literally cannot go anywhere. Uh, it, it without was, a piece of paper. Yeah, it was weird uh, like to a, me to hear this because I was picturing Nazi Germany. I know. An official slip that says what time they left, what their business is. Like, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to pick up a prescription. I'm going to walk the dog. Uh, and then what time they return. Yeah. Um, and they've got police patrolling this and making sure it's happening. You know, we've watched this uh, when they had to leave Paris and go to their home in Laval. That was what, two weeks ago. Um, The one of the kids texted me to say that they were on their way to Paris. And now, mind you, these are adult kids, you know, and uh, and he said, and I said, what? Oh my goodness, you, you're on lockdown. And you know, well, here we are now we're all shelter at home. So I feel like we're just behind them in terms of how things are being handled. It looks like uh, the portions of the East Coast, New York City, yes. New Jersey, and Connecticut might be doing the same. So this is this podcast lives in perpetuity. So for what I know, like right. all of America is locked down by the time you heard this. But right, and and the thing is, you know, we say, oh, we're homeschoolers. We've been doing this. We know we all oh, the whole world is homeschooling. Well, not so much. I mean, my homeschooled kids are rocked. Your homeschool kids, listener, are probably struggling. Um, and it isn't maybe even out there on the surface, but I know there's emotions riding under there. There is, uh, there's fear there. I have not been particularly sensitive (laughs) to my kids. You know, it's just more like, Hey, look at, you know, listen to this about the virus and listen to that. And I, and I can see sometimes in those little eyes, like, uh, 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 you know, whoa, what is this? So I have an answer for this one. Um, I started this week to do Bible studies with the kids individually, since I'm the new parent at home that's not normally there, and when Kendra's teaching, um, I have some great resources. I don't even know. We don't even have notes anymore to throw them up, but I have a... You can look up mini Bible lessons for teens, but I've been doing Bible lessons on fear for both of my um, able-minded children. (laughs) One of the beauties of being Mighty Joe right now, people, is your whole life is... Can I watch another episode of Frozen? It's so true. It's there is some real sweet, um, yeah. There's some sweetness in being intellectually disabled yeah. because he's just completely oblivious. All he knows is his sisters are home, and it's lovely. All right, so we have dads or spouses. Sorry, I keep saying dads. We have the breadwinners that are home. Yeah, world's been rocked. We have uh, the homemakers, homeschooler. homeschooler. Yeah. World is rocked. Mm-hmm. And we have kids at world's rocked. We have an answer for this. Okay. Do, do people? I, I hope you're screaming through your microphone right now. 
as you know, what we would already lead to. Uh, but of course, we're talking about hope shifting, and we're talking about the fact that we probably are being hit right in the middle of our idol-making, hope-shifting hearts. Ugh. Breadwinners. Your hope was in what you were providing. Mm. Your hope was in your identity of your career. Your hope was in uh, the income that came in. I get it. It's a very real thing. The world, I can't say, oh, you've been putting your hope in this stuff. Get over it. Because the world revolves around (laughs) income, payments, mortgages, leases, rents, car payments, insurance payments, uh, electricity, food, all those things. I get it. But what you're feeling at the core of it when you are feeling fear is how am I going to provide for this? How am I going to solve this problem? You know, I think one thing we know with COVID-19 is you're not going to solve anything Mm. at this point. Um, I think a a great answer is how are we going to solve this? Because I think there's a lot more we than the I. But secondly is just falling on our face and saying, God, how are you going to help me through this? Mm-hmm. How are you going to provide? How are you going to... And I, I don't even... Let's not even talk about the provisional parts. Let's just talk about how are you going to meet me in the middle of this right now? It turns out I was hope shifting. I was swinging way over here. And the other... I mean, think about it, folks. You hope shift over to behavior. Are you kidding me? You can't wash your hands enough or scrub down enough mm. to prevent... Uh, a worldwide pandemic virus. I mean, you wrap yourself in a plastic bag, but then you can't breathe. Um, but, you know, the behavior part of this as well, where, you know, we, we talk about, are you going to follow the rules and the, and the behaviors of the world? Or are you going to follow um, the rules and behavior of religion? What is it? In either one of those, we swing, and we don't want to be swingers, um, but we want to center back in on the gospel. And I, I want to share two um stories with you real quick. The first one was in this mini Bible study with Ansley this week, our 16 year old. We were talking about fear and, uh, we looked at the Israelites, um, when they came grumbling, um, to Moses and they said, you know, do you remember? And, and I, I I had her listen to the Keith Green song. You want to go back to Egypt? Hmm. Uh, but this idea of like, we even like the onions back in Egypt better. (laughs) This idea like bondage was better to us than, where we are now um, as they're, as they're out and fearfully looking at, they're looking at going into the promised land. There's giants there. And, and uh, who was it? Joshua and Aaron that, mm-hmm. those two, that said, why are you fearful? You know, we have God on our side and the people are like, because we're going to get slaughtered. Why did you bring us away from comfort to here only to get slaughtered? And they said, you know, it's not, it wasn't Aaron. It was Caleb, Joshua and Caleb. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I had a little, um, Bible mind fart for a second. But um, when they said, you know, hey, what you have going forward are um, uh, what you have is God on your side. And so, you know, you're looking now at the the new normal, this future. Where's my income coming from? Where's, you know, when's my spouse getting out of this house? Your kids are wondering, when do we get to go back to normal and play with the kids in the street? Um, You know, why did this happen? We hate this coronavirus. And yet you look on the other side and say, God's always had this. He's, mm. he's here for you. He's got that. That was one. And then um, the second one I was just, I've been contemplating all week is, what about the disciples? You know, the week before Easter. And here we are, just a few weeks before Easter. Um, their leader, who they followed for three years, um, willingly seemed to turn himself in and go to death. 
and they bail on him. You know, scripture says they, they turned their backs and ran. Mm-hmm. Um, and why did they run? Because of fear, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and so there's that whole aspect of them running from fear. You know, Christianity was not created when this started in a place of comfort. You had Romans, you had Jews that hated the Christians. I don't think we were created for comfort. I think we were created for adversity <laughs> in, mm. in this faith. And, and like that is what Jesus told these guys. And he said, hey, um, this is what's coming. I'm going to be crucified. And when it started to happen, they bailed on them. And then when they bailed, because they were living in fear, do you remember what we were talking about earlier today? Mm-hmm. What they had to deal with? They had to deal with shame. Mm-hmm. And you see Peter realizing he denied Jesus. You have uh, Judas, who is so ashamed that he killed himself. Um, so a lot I'm throwing out right now in the hope shifting world for you. Like, where are you in this spectrum? Have are you realizing you're just a hope shifter? Are you still hope shifting now? I mean, we've gone through this perilous time together, and did it? Rec- did you recognize you've been a hope shifter, or are you now recognizing that? And now, as you look forward to this promise, are you are you putting your hope in a government bailout? Are you putting your hope in I'm going to get my job back? Are you putting your hope in my kids aren't going to get sick? What is it that you're putting your hope in? That once again, when you put your hope in something. It only leads to bondage. It mm. only leads to slavery. Anything more than that? No, oh, those are really good words. And and you know, there's a difference between saying, uh, I you know, I I don't have my hope in those things. I don't have my hope in those things. Uh, I you know, I trust God. I trust God. He's completely in control. Yes, he is. Um, but they're also also they're also us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You're gonna cut that out, man. No, where's your stellar editing I, skills and all? I haven't done I a podcast you... <laughs> in forever. I don't even know how to edit anymore. <laughs> Everything's staying in. All right. I hope you didn't burp. Oh, great. <laughs> remember back when we used to record and you weren't allergic? To, well, you didn't know you were allergic to almonds. I do remember. And Why are we said, going down that path? That's a whole boring story. I'm allergic to almonds. Anyway, um, you know there is there can be this attitude that says, you know, I'm not going to hope shift. I'm totally in, you know, God's in control. Yep. You're right. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you can't also do the things. And I think sometimes we feel like, you know, we have to be careful that we're so afraid of shifting our hope that we, we don't take the next step. Okay. So what's your new quote? Well, my new, (laughs) yeah, my new quote is, uh, an article that I just finished, uh, writing for new growth press and it's called, uh, God, yes, God is in control. Now go wash your hands. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. So yes, you know, let's examine, let's ask God to show us our hearts and where we're placing our hope. Um, but also know that it's okay. It's totally okay to say, okay, I lost my job. I've got to figure out the next step. That doesn't mean you're hope shifting. Um, hope shifting just means that when the, when the rug is pulled out from under, Underneath us, we suddenly don't know how we're going to. We have nothing to stand on anymore. Right. Do you see? It's a subtle difference. Yeah, it yeah. Is. And it's and it's not just fill the time, but it's like, hey, we have to move forward. Right. Again, husbands, wives, let's grab together. Let's do this as a team. Um, your kids, I it's it just blows me away. And doesn't the ingenuity of America and the world blow you away right now? <laughs> yeah. The stuff people are making and doing. I mean, the creativity stuff, like. All the stuff for kids, the teddy bear hunts. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. But if you do, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Just the artwork, the beauty that people are making, Mm -hmm. the live concerts that major stars are putting on. um, It's great. Um, 
Italy singing to each other mm-hmm. from balcony to balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just the technology and what I've what I've loved is the open sourcing where people are saying, hey, I have a solution. Here right. it is. Here's a 3D print. Here's the open source. Go ahead and make them make right. make a bajillion of them. Right. Uh, amazing. So as we're wrapping up here, we got it all. Have we got it all said? I think so. Hey, press into your spouse, press into your kids and your family, be each other's support in this, um, create a new normal and, and go for it. Like, you know. Also, dive into that and say, we can, we can have something new going on here. Uh, and then, where's your hope? Put that hope squarely where it belongs, on Jesus. Thank you so much for saying that, because the music I chose for the end of this one, Kendra's not going to be a fan of. But, <laughs> and I'm so glad that she's here. She's pressing in. She's holding my hand. She's I don't our shift new normal. my hope to, G- to songs. Okay. Fletch, um, Jesus. We no longer... <laughs> I've got Whatever. some music for you. I, I, um, we don't have anything to send you to anymore. Oh, no. But you know what we do have? We still we have, have, shockingly, when I put that post up about possibly doing another episode um, on the Homeschooling in Real Life or Homeschooling IRL Facebook page, we got a, so much response from that. So jump on over to the Homeschooling IRL Facebook page and we can communicate all week, all month, all year if we have to. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't go on for a year. Yeah. But we can communicate there with y'all. And we are planning to do a couple of more episodes. We don't know how many more are in um, here. But if there's something yeah. you would know, something that you're really wanting us to address or um, want to have some sort of a platform to discuss something, then let's do that. And we can do that over on Facebook. Yeah. Or follow up more on, on what we just shared about today. Sure. But if they do want to reach you... Yes. They want to follow you. Where yeah. you what are all your... Kendra's got like a, like a thousand platforms right now. I don't have a thousand platforms. My I do have my old homeschooling blog still up, still going, and I have not posted there in several years, but it's full of homeschool helps um, called preschoolersandpeace.com, uh, longest URL in the history of the earth. Um, and then my, my own site is kendrafletcher.com, and you can find homeschool help there as well um but also uh, information about the out school classes that i do teach um i know i have listeners kids in some of our classes uh, some of my classes which is particularly fantastic if that's you um let me know that's your kid and and i would just love to have your learner um in some of my sections um and then some blog posts are up there uh i write there about once a month maybe twice a month and the most recent stuff i've written up there is just to give you a reminder that gospel reminder of whose you are and what he's doing for you. KendraFletcher.com. Yep. Okay. You can get to all your social media through there. Yep. All right. You can reach me uh, at the Mango Times on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, it's pretty much the Mango. And then the TheMangoTimes.com. Uh, last plug, if you are a believer, if you're not a believer, I don't know. Do we have believers and believers? I guess we do. Everybody listens to this show, don't they? <clears throat> If you are looking for a church... You have a high opinion of us. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if your church isn't online and you need a place to worship, uh, RedeemerModesto.com, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Every week we have a live service. Um, on so, Facebook, on the Redeemer Modesto Facebook page. Yeah, if you go to RedeemerModesto.com, you can find it. Great. It's right there, front page. Um, thanks for having us back. We went a little longer than I expected, but only by about... 13 minutes <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, t- I was telling her we had to re- oh we got all the time oh, in the world you like Fletch. that you like that he, oh, he blames me yeah, on that one all the time in the world mm-hmm. just keep talking there oh yeah mister I just chubby. have two short stories at the end <laughs> <laughs> all right we love you guys thanks for having us back and um, that is it and enjoy the music 
uh, as we leave here. Turn off the news and build a garden Just my neighborhood and me We might feel a bit less hardened We might feel a bit more free Turn off the news and raise the kids Give them something to believe Teach them how to be good people Give them hope that they can see Hope that they can see Turn off the news and build a garden with me Trust builds trust You've been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Everything on this podcast was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. Trust builds trust Don't you want to be happy? Turn off the news and build a garden Just my neighborhood and me We might feel a bit less hardened We might feel a bit more free Turn off the news and raise the kids Give them something to believe in Teach them how to be good people Give them hope that they can see Hope that they can see Turn off the news and build a garden with me Turn off the news and build a garden with me